So I want to ask you a question tonight. I want to ask you, how do you like traveling? You know, today we got ways to travel. You could travel by foot. You could travel by bicycle. You could travel by car. Or you could travel by flight. You could even sail if you want to. You know, back in the day, you used to have to, you used to be riding horses. And so there's many ways to travel, but whatever way that we travel, we need help traveling in that way. And so uh, tonight, I want to talk to you about uh, letting the, the Holy Spirit be your manager. And so, you know, when you got a manager, sometimes, you know, when you be on a job, you might not like your manager too much. But a manager has a specific role that they play in the life of everybody that they uh, encounter in that position. And so when we allow the Holy Spirit to manage our lives, then we get uh, an accelerated uh, pace to go in the direction that God has for us to go. All right? And so say, say with me, Holy Spirit, I want you. To manage my life, my, my life situations, my family, my finances, my health. I want you to manage everything. All right, all right. Now you said it, all right. All right, so let's let's uh let me give you a couple of uh things that we're talking about tonight. Because we're talking about uh, managing, we're talking about supervising, we're talking about conducting, and we're talking about stewardship, all right? And so the definition I want you to have uh, for stewardship is the activity or job of protecting and, and being responsible for something or someone. The activity or job of protecting, protecting and being responsible for something or someone. So when we allow the Holy Spirit to have that role in our life, then it's his job to be active in protecting us and being responsible for how we come out. And so the, uh, the Holy Spirit isn't a forcer, but he's a floor. So he's not going to force anything on you, but he'll flow with you to the degree that you flow with him. And so uh, I and so how do you like traveling? We have to travel every way, right? And so I like flying, but for me to get from where I'm at right now to the other side of the stage, I can't fly there. I'm going to have to walk. When I get ready to go to the car when I'm in the mall, when I'm somewhere else, I got to walk. And so uh, and then I got to drive, and I got to drive to get to the airport to be able to get on the flight. But there's every every... Uh, path that we like traveling, we still need the help of the Holy Spirit. And so whether it be walking, whether it be flying, whether it be running, whether it be uh, biking, we need the Holy Spirit there to guide us in every way. And so I want you to tonight permit the Holy Spirit to be your pilot. Because there's a difference between a chauffeur and a pilot. 
A chauffeur, they just going wherever you telling them to go. But a pilot, they are trained to be able to handle a device to be able to take you at speeds faster than you can go on your own. And so it don't matter how you feel about flying or whether you uh, think that the conditions aren't favorable enough for you to fly. If the Holy Spirit as your pilot sees fit that is able to fly, then it's his responsibility to get you to where you need to get to safely. And so I know, and so there's different ways that you can fly. And so do you want to fly coach or basic economy? You know, basic economy, that means you don't have no rights. Like, you, 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 get, you, get, you, got, you pay the lowest fare, and they make sure that they strip you of all your choices. Like, you ain't got no choices. You, go, you got this one suitcase. You, get, you ain't got no carry-ons. You go, you go do what we tell you to do. Because you got the cheap flight, so you just go ahead and be happy that you own the flight. But then, you know, there's a thing called first class. And so first class, you know, it's a little bit more comfortable. You know, the seat's a little bigger. Uh, you ain't got to worry about that person next to you, you know, leaning on you or sweating on you or uh, sneezing or snoring on you because they got a little bit more space in between you and that person. Because, you know, in some of them flights, like them Delta One flights, when you're flying overseas, they got them where they got the beds and that way you can go ahead and you can lay down. And so you determine how you want to fly because there's another level past the airline and that's private jets. And so with a private jet, you are not constrained to going on anybody's schedule other than yours and the pilots. Because y'all are in connection, y'all are in communication to make sure that this is the destination that we want to go to. And so uh, I'm trusting you to be able to let me know if the air is cool to fly or not. And so to me, if it's raining a little bit, I think it's cool, but I can't see what's 30,000 feet up. But you can. And so I'm trusting you, Holy Spirit, as my pilot to be able to tell me if we need to fly right now or not. And so as a pilot, the pilots are trained to be able to know how to read the situation, read the conditions, read the circumstances to be able to take you to your destination safely. And so that's what a pilot does, all right? And so let's turn to John. John chapter 16. Because I want the Holy Spirit, he's also uh, a secret teller. He'll tell you the secrets. And so... Here we go. I have, verse 12, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. So this is Jesus talking, right? And this, that's the rare words. So Jesus said, I got many things that I got to say to you, but everything I got to say to you, you ain't able to handle it all now. And so, verse 13, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. 
So I want to give you some words uh, that we're going to get down in correlation to the Holy Spirit. Uh, direction. Guidance. Oversight. And care. And so in order for you to allow the Holy Spirit to direct you, to guide you, to have oversight over your life and to care for you, you are going to have to allow him to do that by yielding. And so yielding is one of the most difficult uh, functioning in the world because when you yield, uh, you're not in control anymore. And so when you yield to the Holy Spirit, you are giving him uh, full autonomy to have control over your life. And so if anybody has the ability to, to lead me, to guide me, to care for me, to have oversight for me, to direct me, it would be the person that Jesus worked in company with and that Jesus sent for me. And so the Holy Spirit, like I have to be able to yield to him. Like I can't think that uh, I can do these things on my own. And so the Holy Spirit, like he is the spirit of God and he is the spirit of truth. And so like he's working in cahoots with God and Jesus. And so if there's anything in my life that I need to arrive at, the Holy Spirit is going to give me that direction to be able to get there. All right. Let's read. Uh, let's read in verse 13 again. How be it when he, who is that he? The Holy Spirit. The spirit of truth is come. So Jesus right here, he was prophesying the arrival of the Holy Spirit. But how many of you know that prophecy is fulfilled today? Because how many of you got the Holy Spirit? If you ain't got him, we'll get him to you tonight. But this is prophecy fulfilled because the Holy Spirit is here. So Jesus was talking prof prophetically uh, beforehand, letting them know what was going to happen. And so he was letting them know that I'm going to send somebody uh, that's going to be able to tell you all the things that I'm not able to tell you right now. And so we talked, and so there are a lot of hidden things in the kingdom of God. And so we read the scripture last Sunday that the hidden treasures are in Christ Jesus. And so the hidden treasures that are in Christ Jesus are there by way of the cross. And so the only way we're going to be able to know those hidden treasures is by knowing and having insight on those hidden treasures. Like, the Holy Spirit is the only one who knows the manifold wisdom of God. Like, he's the only one who knows the unsearchable riches of Christ. Like, he's the only one who knows these things. And so if I'm going to need to know these things, then I got to hook up with the one who knows these things. And not just hook up with him, but I got to give him control of my life. Say, control of my life. Say, Holy Spirit, I give you control of my life. And so without the Holy Spirit, when you come across scriptures, like those scriptures uh, are locked. So when you read your Bible and you just read a scripture, that scripture in its plain form is a locked scripture. And so many people in Christianity uh, are locked out of their true identity. Because they hold, uh, they hold so heavy uh, the weight of the scriptures 
but they don't know the true weight of the scriptures. And so they hold them at face value, but they don't know that there are a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of secrets and mysteries hidden in those scriptures. And so you can't operate from the outside. And so just like think about being locked out of your house. If there's a certain rest for you to have, then that rest ain't going to come outside of your house. Like there's a certain place inside of your house that's been prepared for you to be able to have rest. And so on the outside, when you locked out of scriptures, on the outside, you can't even function or use those scriptures to their full capacity. And so a lot of people try to use the scripture with power, but they're, they're, they're locked out of the scriptures. Like, like it, it, it feels like a bad thing to say that you could be born again and you can be given the word of God, but you could be locked out of what it truly is. And so a lot of people, they get salvation, but they don't get sanctification. And so sanctification sets you apart to where you don't live life as the average Joe or as the normal Christian. Because we're not even talking about people, we're talking about people in the church too. Because they got people in the church that live regular, normal, average, mediocre, uh, regular lives. And so that is not God's desire for anybody up in here. It ain't his desire for them, but we going to know uh, the truth about how he feels about us. And so the truth that I know that he feels about me is that he don't want me being regular. Like he didn't create me to just be a normal, regular, run-of-the-mill uh, person to let, you know, situations come up and to beat on me and to tell me who I am and me not speak to those situations and tell them who I am. Like, I have a certain, uh, I have a certain essence about myself that I speak to those things. I let those things know who I am. And so you have the essence to be able to speak to a thing and that thing has to obey you. But you cannot speak a thing unless you have the key to unlock that thing. And so that's why people, you know, people, they, you know, we'll go get that scripture and we'll, we'll throw that scripture on whatever situation that it is we're going through. And so we'll try to figure out why the scripture ain't working. It's because you, you're trying to use a scripture that you have not gained access to. And so if you, if you can't get in, then you can't enjoy the fullness of what's on the inside. And so if you're starving, if you can't go inside to that refrigerator, then you're not going to eat. And so now you're on the outside trying to find things in the wilderness to be able to kill and eat because you don't have the things that's given to you freely on the inside that's already yours. And so you tell somebody, I'm going to let the Holy Spirit manage my life. And so the, the cross is the place where everything is hidden, and that's the place where everything is found. Everything, and so I, I, I'll take the cross out of here. Take the cross out of here. Because I don't want us uh, going back and focusing on a symbol, but I want us to focus on a way of being. And so sometimes we can get so foggy and we can hold uh, that as the end-all, be-all of what he did, but what he did is much greater than just that. And so I'm not going to uh, minimize what Jesus did and who he is 
to just a figure, a symbol that uh, religion and tradition is trying to give me to make me blinded from the truth of what the cross really is. And so they say, if I can get y'all to just wear these symbols, then you won't know that this, there's more behind just this symbol. And so, and so that's the same way like the scripture is. Like you could be thinking that you have what it is that, uh, that frees you, but it's, it's, it's a thing that's being used to lock you out. And so the enemy, he ain't got no problem. Y'all wear all the crosses y'all won't wear. Because the power ain't in that symbol. But it's in the act. It's in the sacrifice. It's in the thing that Jesus did. And so I know that, because they had some other people that was crucified on crosses too. And so they ain't the ones that whooped me. He the one that whooped me. And so if I can get you to focus on a false sense of reality, then your reality is going to be false. And so, like, and so the enemy, like he, don't have, like, he don't have any power. But he tries to fool the believer to think that he does. And so if I can, if I can make you think that I got something that I don't got, then I could, I could, try, to, I could try to hit you and, and, and put some fear in you to think that what I got is bigger than what you got. But how many of you know that what he ain't got ain't bigger than what you do got? Because Jesus disarmed him on the cross. So any weapon that he could have possibly had uh, no longer has any ability to be lethal towards you. And so I don't care if it be thoughts. I don't care if it be situations. Like anything that he tries to present to you is a lie. And so the thing about a lie is that a lie can't stand up to the truth. And so you can lie, you can lie, you can lie as long as the truth is unknown. If it's a he said, she said, then we'll know who, who did what. And so people can say whatever they want to say until the truth arrives. Until there's some evidence, then it don't matter what your lies say because I got proof of what the truth is. And so the enemy, he tries, and so now he tries to get you in a power struggle. Because he wants you thinking that you got to wage power with his power, but he ain't got no power. And so now he tried to get you to use something out of order from the thing that it was uh, intended to do. And so there is no power without the truth. And so a lot of people trying to use power, but they ain't got no truth. And so the enemy say, use all the power that you want. Because it ain't the power that whooped me, it's the truth who whooped me. And so if you're trying to use power without truth, then you're not functioning in the same way that was one. And so now if, if I get you to focus and you, you focusing on just power and you think that I got to read this thing with more power, I got I to gotta read it, you know, I got to read it deeper. I got to read it in a more spiritual voice. And I got to do all these things. I got to try to imitate power, but power don't come unless there's truth there. And so if, if I can get these people to be so focused on power, and so now I just want the power of God. I, you can't get the power without the truth. And so the truth runs power. All right, I'll give you a scripture. 
Ye shall know the power, and the power shall set you free. No, you shall know the power, and the power shall make you free. Because if you want to be free, you need power. You need more power. If you, if you bound, then you need more power. But that scripture don't say nothing about power. But power is enfolded in the truth. And so now I need more truth because if I get the truth, then I'll have all the power that I need. I don't have to try to uh, pray to become more powerful. I need, to, I need to pray and listen to the Holy Spirit to reveal to me more truth. And so if I get more truth, the truth, the truth never comes alone. And so if, 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 if I need anything, then I need more truth. And so tonight, if there's anything that you're dealing with or that you're facing in your life, don't ask God for no power. Ask him to reveal the truth. Because anything that doesn't agree with him is a lie. And so I can't, I can't let the enemy make me believe a lie. Because if I let him make me believe a lie, then I relinquish all the power that Jesus rose with in his hand. So if he rose with all power, and so, so the power, the power didn't, the, the power didn't whoop the enemy. The power didn't whoop Satan. Because the power couldn't have came without the truth. But once the truth did what he did, he came back with more power. And so now power don't make you free, but truth makes you free. Because truth gives you the power to go free. And so before you got the truth, you didn't know that I got the power to be over this thing. And so a lot of times we like to read scriptures uh, blindly because, uh, and I know like we be, we be Bible students, right? And so we like to read a lot of scriptures. Uh, you know, a lot of y'all got a lot of scriptures memorized. And so like the enemy loved that because the more scriptures you got memorized uh, means that you own, because a lot of times you ever read a book, like a big book, and you were so focused on conquering that book. You was like, I want to finish this book in two days, in three days. And so you go and you speed through and you reading what you want to read. You can underline what you want to underline. But at the end of the day, you feel good that you got through that book. But there's nothing in that book that got in you. And so he like, y'all read as much as y'all want to read. Y'all, I, he didn't. He know more scripture than you. And so the power ain't in the scripture. Because if the power's in the scripture, him knowing the scripture, did he have power too? But he ain't got no power. And so the only power that there is, like power has to be revealed through truth. And so sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. And so, verse 13, 
how be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come. He will guide you into all truth. And so we talked about it Sunday. Like, what is there left after all? It didn't say he will guide you into some truth, or he'll guide you into a little truth, or he'll guide you into truth this time, but next time you're on your own. He'll guide you into all truth. So if I need more truth, then I can't get that truth on my own. Like, I need the Holy Spirit to reveal that truth to me. Because if I'm, like, if God spoke something, then in, in, the, in, in him speaking it, him speaking it is the beginning of that thing in action. And at the same time, it's the end of it. And so anything that happens in between don't matter because I've already spoken the beginning and the end. And so when you're going through something, and that's why yielding is so important because you ever hate when you're driving and they got a yield sign trying to get on the interstate and people come to an absolute stop? You be on roll It says yield. And so this isn't a point for you to stop at. And so when you're going through something, that's not a point for you to stop at. Like, it's a point for you to yield to the Holy Spirit to let me know when it's time for me to go. Because if I go ahead of time, I might run into something that can do me harm. But if I yield to you, you're going to let me know, hold on, they ain't even paying attention. They, they on their phone. They're not even going to see you, so you just wait and you go after them. But if I think that, you know, no, I don't, I'm going to just go. They go, they go respect my mind. They go see me. How many times we done did that? Don't raise your hand. You just pull out there and be like, no, they, they see me. They going to stop. Because you think, you know, I can just do this. And so now I need the Holy Spirit to be able to lead me and guide me when to yield. But I have to be, uh, and so now yielding only comes by denying yourself. Because if you esteem yourself more highly than the Holy Spirit, then whenever the Holy Spirit tells you something, you go think that you got some knowledge or you got some understanding that trumps what he's telling you. And so now, if the Holy Spirit tells you no, and a lot of us have been guilty of this, because we like to think that it's another spirit or it's another voice that we hear. It just can't be God. And so then we try to quote a scripture to the spirit. He the, he the one who didn't spoke a thing. He's the author of the scripture. But we won't tell him about what he didn't wrote. Can't, just imagine sitting down with an author and telling them about the book that they wrote. And you giving your opinion about what they wrote. No, I think that the story, I think it really meant this. Well, I really don't care what you thought it meant. That's not the way that I wrote it. And so you could think whatever you want to think or have your own opinion. But I'm, I just won't let you know that's not what I wrote. And so you could conjure up whatever ending or whatever thing that you want to associate with it. But that's not what I wrote. And so if I want to know what was written, I got to consult 
the writer. All right, be seated, be seated, be seated. Be seated. Turn with me. Uh, turn with me to John chapter 8. I feel like we're talking about an episode of Power up here. Talk about ghosts, power, truth. Some people say, what are you talking about? Don't worry about it. And so, verse, chapter 8, verse 32. And ye shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. So a lot of times people misquote this scripture and they like to say set. But with the truth, and, and that's why like you see that the, the power is wrapped in the truth. Because it don't set you free. Like it's not a release of anything. It's a, it's a force being given to you to let you know that you got power over this thing. But you don't know that you are made free unless you know the truth. So you can't be guessing about what the truth is. You can't be up here trying to figure out if this is the truth or not. It's either the truth or it ain't the truth. But the only way that I'm going to know the truth, turn back to John chapter 16. John chapter 16, verse 13. When he, who is that? Holy Spirit. The spirit of truth. And so if anybody should know what the truth is, the spirit of the thing should have a pretty good idea about that thing. And so... Tell, tell your neighbor, you're not that smart. And so I know, you, I know you went to school. I know you got your diploma. I know you're about to graduate. I know you put all them hours in. I know you done raised all them kids. But even in them kids, you, there's evidence that you're not that smart. <laughs> you're not that smart. If you was, it would be, you know, praise God for everybody cheering. May be a different story, right? And so if I need to know the truth, that's why I like this, Mike. I'm up here sweating like a Baptist preacher, boy. Yeah, dog. <laughs> so if I'm going to know the truth, then the one who's going to tell me the truth is the one who's the essence of the very thing that it is. And so now the spirit of truth is come. So he here. So he will guide you into all truth. So tell somebody, stop. Stop trying to make the moves without the Holy Spirit. Stop trying to take them steps without the Holy Spirit. And so, because, all right, anybody up here ever been on a tour? 
when you you got to go out of town to go on a tour. Cause I, cause I, I, I like, like there's like, you gotta see, you like God has created such a beautiful uh, place for us to live, and habitate and have dominion over, and so, like it 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 behooves you to see what you got dominion over. Like if I give you dominion over this thing, like you need to know what you got dominion over. Remember in Lion King when he say everywhere the light touch. Is our kingdom. So I need to see, like, what's mine? The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. They did all that dwell in. And so now, if, if it's his, that means it's mine. And so if it's, if it's mine, then I got to see what's mine. And so, yeah, Baton Rouge is yours. New Orleans is yours. Texas, <laughs> Atlanta. But there's more. And so if you've ever been anywhere with a tour guide, then they don't just grab anybody off the street to come telling you about what you're seeing. It's somebody who's experienced, who's an expert, who has the absolute knowledge of what it is that they're showing you. Because I can't show you nothing if I don't know what I'm showing you. Because the minute I tell you something is something that it ain't, like, I lose all credibility. And you're going to be able to tell, I don't know, he don't know what the hell he's talking about. I done wasted my $50 on this tour. He don't know, we just, we just sightseeing now. But now a tour guide is there to show you the things that you would not have been able to see on your own. And so the Holy Spirit is that tour guide. Like, he is the tour guide into the mind of God. And so, because he is the spirit of truth and he the spirit of God. And so if there's anything in Jesus or there's anything in God, he the one who got all the answers. And so now if I need an answer, I'm not going to go to somebody who don't got the answer. You ain't got the answer, Sway. Like, you ain't got the answer. Like, I want to go to who got the answer. And so the Holy Spirit, he the one who got the answer. And so why is it that we go to everybody else but the Holy Spirit? We want to ask people based on their experience, thinking that that gives them a certain level of credibility to be able to tell us something about what we're going through. And so I know our testimony is to help somebody else, but a testimony is an individual thing. It's specific to the individual. Because just Sunday, everybody gave a testimony, but everybody ain't give the same testimony. It was specific to them. And so now just because you went through this thing, that may not be the way that God wants to take me through that thing. But if I'm low on faith, I can use your testimony to strengthen me to believe God that he can do this thing for me. But I still got to go to the Holy Spirit to see what the answer is that I need in this situation. Because what you went through wasn't just for you, but it was for other people. And so now 
even, and so now even when I give you this testimony, I'm not giving you this testimony based off of my knowledge or my understanding, but I'm basing it off of, and I'm letting you know what I did, how I talked, how I consulted the Holy Spirit to help me, guide me through this thing. Because if we could get through the stuff that we encounter in life, like we would need the Holy Spirit. If we could get through it on our own, like we would never run into it. Because we would try to avoid those things. And so the Holy Spirit, him leading and him guiding you will help you to avoid certain things. And so now, but you're not going to be up here ducking and dodging everything. I'll let you know that right now. Because there's certain lessons that have to be learned. Like there's, there's, there's maturity that has to take place because like I, can't, I, can't just, I can't just fast track you to that place without you learning lessons along the way. Because even if you get, if I, if I take you to that place right now, if you're not able to handle yourself at that place, then you're not going to stay at that place. And so now I'm going to have to pick you up and try to bring you back through there. And so now, instead of wasting time, let me take you through these steps to get you to this place. And so now you can stand on a firm foundation in this place. Oh, be seated, be seated, be seated, be seated. Uh, turn to John chapter 15. John 15. Uh, no, let's go to John 17 first. John 17. Verse 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And so now, like we said, a lot of people, they receive salvation, but they don't have sanctification. And so just because you get saved don't mean you get sanctified. You, know, you got to be sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. But once you get sanctified, that sets you apart. And so the truth sets you apart for victory. And so no matter what everybody else is dealing with right now, you've been set apart to reign victorious over whatever the situation is. And so that's why you can go through a thing like a government shutdown and you feel no effects. And so other people might have to deal with it, but... I've been sanctified. And so I don't feel bad about my sanctification. I don't feel bad about being set apart because my setting apart sets me apart for victory. And so even if I'm in the midst of people that's, uh, that's doomed to be defeated, I, by the Holy Spirit, he'll guide me and say, you know what? You need to go ahead and go the other way right quick. Because the way that they're going right now is going to lead to destruction. But they way is not your way. And so I need you to follow the way to where you won't have to worry about stepping into their way. And so now I'm trying, like, like every, every step I take, like, every step I take, like, I want the Holy Spirit there watching, leading, guiding me, directing me. Uh, like, I want him to have complete oversight to be able to, I, like, Holy Spirit, what, what be, what's good? Like, what, what, what we need to go today? 
I really did want to go to that store today, but something in my spirit told me not to go. And so I need to let the Holy Spirit manage my life. If there's something in the way that he's trying to protect me from, then I got to be sensitive to hear what it is that he's saying. All right, be seated, be seated. All right. John 14. Jesus, 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 Jesus. John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. Hold up. Wait, wait, wait. Slow down. You got to operate in the way first. Like, in this verse, like, these are stages that we have to function in. But before you get to the truth, you got to be able to function in the way. You got to allow the Holy Spirit to show you the way, to reveal to you the way. And then I can give you the truth about how to walk this way. And so now you get the way, you get the truth, and you get the life. And so right there, like right there in that verse, we got a Jesus sandwich. And so the way and the life, that's the bread. But how many of you know, you cannot have a sandwich with just bread? I don't care, I don't care how poor you came up. Even putting that sugar on there, that was something in between them two pieces of bread. And so the scripture tells us that man, Jesus said this. Man shall not live by bread alone. And so me just having the way or me just trying to have the life ain't really me functioning at my highest level because I don't have the main ingredient for my sandwich. And so I don't know if you like turkey, you like chicken, you like roast beef, but you got to have something. You like tuna, you got to have something. In between that bread, whether you want peanut butter and jelly, you got to have something in between that bread. I ain't never seen nobody say, let me fix me a sandwich, and they go get two slices of bread and just start eating them. Oh, if you want some bread, you say, I want some bread, and you just go eat you some bread. But if you want a sandwich, yes, you know, a sandwich, y'all know, a sandwich, you got to have something in between that bread. And so the truth is the meat in between that bread. And so you can't eat without the truth. Because if you try to eat by bread alone, like you're missing the full functioning of the spirit. 
And so now we got Christians trying to eat by bread alone. But man shall never but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And we just read that he said, sanctify them with thy truth. Thy word is thy truth. And so you are not going to be able to eat in life without the truth. I don't care what your favorite scripture is. If you don't have no truth to that, you can figure out why you're still hungry. Because it says, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be what? So if you're still hungry, that means that you're missing something out of your sandwich. That means that you've just been trying to eat bread alone, but you've been leaving out the very word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And so now we're not just talking about a sermon, or we're not talking about a lesson. We're talking about the prophet, the rhema word spoken to you by the Holy Spirit. And so now man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. With that word comes the truth. And so with that truth comes whatever power that I need. Let me, oh, all right. Let me close. Let me close. Um, all right. He gave me this in my study time, and I thought it was real relatable uh, to us as a culture. If there is any truth that you, has there ever been any truth that you want to know about a situation? And you knew somebody directly connected to the person that was involved in that situation. So don't try to get all spiritual on me. We talk, we talk, we, when you want the tea, you know how the tea, how to get the tea. And so if I don't know the person that's involved in that situation, but I know somebody that do know them, then I'm going to wait to let them talk to them because I know that they coming back and tell me everything that they said. And so there's never a doubt in my mind that I'm going to find out what happened about that situation. I can see it on Facebook. I can see it on Instagram. But I can try to piece together the pieces to the puzzle and try to figure out what. what. But I know that they're going to find out exactly what happened. And you know that story I always thought, girl, let me tell you. Oh, man, you ain't finna believe this. Oh, uh, you better get ready to hear this, man. You, get, you ain't going to believe this. Like, they always start because you know, like, whatever they about to tell you, like, it's about to be good. And so you know that they didn't win and they didn't found the truth about that situation, not the stuff that they're covering on the news, but the actual truth to what happened. And so you know that they're going to tell you word for word what that person said. And sometimes they'll even record the conversation with that person. So, well, uh, you know what? I don't, you, we don't even have to rely on my memory. I'm going to let you hear it from the horse's mouth. 
going to let you hear from that actual person. And you ain't got to believe me. You ain't got to worry about me switching something up. You're going to be able to hear exactly what they said happened. And so the Holy Spirit is just like your nosy friend. Except there are divine conversations that take place between the Trinity. And so now if there's a situation that I'm going through and I need to know the truth about this situation, I need to know what's really going on, I need to know what's really happening, then I don't need to go and look at all these things and try to figure out what they're telling me. I need to wait for the Holy Spirit who be eavesdropping on God to tell me exactly what God is thinking about this situation. Whatever his plans are about this situation, whatever the truth is about this situation, the Holy Spirit is going to tell me that exact truth. And so I don't have to rely on nobody else but the Holy Spirit to tell me that truth. And so, so whatever it is that whatever whatever it is that you could be going through or about to encounter, or finish encountering, or a place that he wants to take you uh, quicker than you can on your own in your own strength. Because when you read the scriptures without the Holy Spirit, you are reading those scriptures alone. And so now I need to let the Holy Spirit manage my life, manage my family, manage my, fi manage my health. And so now if there's a situation with somebody in my family, I don't need to try to figure out how I need to handle this. I need to think, I need to see what the Holy Spirit has to say about the situation. Because I don't care how bad your daughter spazzes out, or how bad your son spazzes out, or how bad they seem like they don't want answer the phone or act right or do right. You, in your own strength, ain't got the answer. Because you've been trying to do it on your own. Or I'm going to get your daddy. Or I'm going to tell somebody. I'm going to tell Pat. I'm going to tell somebody. I'm going to get first lady on you. We try to go all these different routes. But the Holy Spirit to tell us what it is that we need for this situation. What's the truth about what I'm going through right now? What's the truth about what I'm about to encounter? And so now when I do encounter it, I'm not faked out. I'm not bluffed. Or I'm not putting fear because I think that thing is bigger than who I am. I can't think that. Come on, Bible. Come on. Sit down. Sit down. I'm going to read you this last part. John 10 and 4. Verse 13, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatever he be hearing in them conversations, that's what he going to speak. And he will show you things to come. So there will be nothing from this night forward that will surprise you anymore. There's no circumstance, no difficulty, no situation 
that can surprise you going forward because the Holy Spirit, as the manager of your life, being under the stewardship of the Holy Spirit, he will show you all things to come. So now when they do come, I don't feel threatened or surprised by what's come because I know who, who, who has already come. Like the truth has already come. I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. So now it don't matter what come because the truth already came. And so now I need to know the truth in this situation. I need to bring the truth in this situation. I don't need to, I don't need to be in this situation alone. I don't need to isolate myself from around people that will strengthen my faith. I don't need to stop praying. I need to keep pressing. I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to not just pray, but I need to listen. Because your prayer don't mean nothing if you don't hear nothing. If, 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 if you praying and you don't hear nothing, you're having a conversation with yourself. So no, I prayed for hours and hours. You ain't hear nothing? You wasn't talking to nobody. And so maybe you need to Yield, slow down, and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit because he going to show you all things to come. He going to show, he going to guide you into all truth. So now when that thing does come up in front of me, he going to guide me into all truth. So if it comes up, he's either going to bring me over it, around it, through it, across it, but he's going to guide me to the other side of that thing because the truth is what makes me free. And so there's no situation that could come up that's going to keep me bound. So if you are bound, you don't need more power tonight. You need more truth. You need more truth about who he is and who you is. Because he is you, you is he. All right.